Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. I hope you are all well. I am well. I've been recording a lot of guest episodes for you guys this week. I've been through four. Um, so this episode is slightly delayed. I have actually been sat here for about an hour playing around with the sound, like editing voices things. And I was going to open the episode with a sort of microphone of me going... All right, everybody, welcome to A Need to Read. Um, but I'm sparing you because, honestly, it would have just damaged your ears. You'd have stopped listening and I'd have lost maybe 34% of my listenership if I did that. So I've decided against it. And I'm just going to go uh, with my normal me voice, which um, obviously I can't help but do anyway. This week, I'm going to waffle on to you, as you can tell, about Love Is Not Enough. Uh, it's a book by Mark Manson, and it's an Audible exclusive. So I didn't really know what it was about. I didn't read what it was going to be about. I just went straight into it just because I love Mark Manson's approach. I love the way that he writes. He's one of those modern authors that doesn't want to stick to the sort of the rules that are sort of led out for writers um, and he is innovative in his sort of approach is what I would say so I love Mark Manson as you may have already sort of come to understand so that is why I chose this book and I wanted to have a little uh, I wanted to rebuild my relationship with Audible so I can consume more books on the go because that is the thing about Audible it is good for when you are on the go, let's say you're commuting somewhere, but you don't want to get your book out. Um, not like it's a bad thing getting a book out on your commute. It's not like it's not as frowned upon as getting your cock out on your commute or something, but um, people might not like doing that. So if you don't like doing that and you want to consume some books, obviously Audible is a great way to do so because someone reads it to you. Um, most of them have got pretty nice voices and there you go it's an easy way of doing it that being said i have gone off it for quite a while so i'm slowly getting myself back into it when it comes to like the actual book it's not really a book it's more of a podcast that's exclusive um to audible if by the way if you haven't got audible i'll put a link in the description of this episode where you can do your like free trial. They always do a free trial. You get one book with that. And then you can either choose to sign up at the end of it. Or of course not. But either way you get a free book. So um, if you want to support the podcast. Use the link that I put in the description here. So the book Love Is Not Everything. Is actually um, about relationships. And like I said it's more like a podcast. Where he gets in a set of people. Let's say it's like 5 or 6 or 8 or 12. I can't remember how many exactly it was. Uh, but he brings them in over a period of I think of just over a year um, intermittently like maybe like three to six months intervals and chats them about their sort of relationship situation and it's pretty broad like he goes from a woman who's having an affair with a married man and is struggling to set boundaries um, you're a young woman with addiction issues who struggles to set boundaries um, with like piece of shit boyfriends essentially that um don't treat her very well and he looks back at her childhood which is really interesting um as to her sort of attraction to untrustworthy guys having sort of direct correlations to probably her childhood where her father 
um, was less than trustworthy and I think maybe a bit abusive. Um, so that's that's where it sort of stemmed from and Mark essentially talks these people through it, not in like a therapist kind of way, but in his nice sort of approach as like a relationship coach because that's actually where he started. He was a um, sort of like a dating advisor for, for guys, um, which was the first book I think that was published was um, Models, which is about women and how to attract them through being honest. So not like pickup artistry stuff where you've got this one line that's going to woo people into bed. It's about actual sort of forming nice, authentic, long-term, sustainable relationships and stuff like that. So if you're a guy and you're listening and you feel like you might need to know a little bit more about that side of things, I'll recommend models for you. And I'll chuck a link in the description as well. One of the things that struck me as sort of interesting about this book is there was an, a guy, John. He was sort of older, mid-50s. Um, his previous relationships, he'd actually got married in Vegas after about six months. And then the intimacy sort of fell out of the relationship after a year. And Mark Manson was saying it's interesting that when men talk about intimacy and sort of maybe like lack of sex that's not what they mean what they actually mean there's like a lack of emotional connection but they haven't got the emotional intelligence to say that um to someone which is really interesting because i mean mark manson is just like generalizing for all men but i mean we haven't got the best reputation for being good with our emotions and that is something that probably needs to change um but yeah, it's not obviously just the shag that counts. It is just being emotionally connected with another person. But men do probably maybe feel a little bit sissy when they say that, for example. Because that's what I kind of felt like saying it, even though I would probably mean it. So there you go. That's your path into my brain for today. Um, When there was another... Another very interesting part of this, he was, he was talking to a woman who essentially just had no trust for anyone and she always felt like she was going to be getting hurt. Um, and he was saying that pain is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, so like the more pain that people actually go through, the more we sort of distrust others, um, which almost in a way kind of attracts those people um, that are untrustworthy and would maybe be worthy of being not trusted if that is the best way to conjure that as a sentence together, which I very much doubt. Now, here's a very interesting thing um, that Mark talks about being key in relationships is nonviolent communication. So for those of you that don't know what nonviolent communication is, let's say um, your boyfriend or girlfriend is not cleaning their teeth in the morning and you've got to basically say right your breath stinks but if you come at it like that they're instantly going to get their back up so you've got to come at it in a way that is non-aggressive so that people are more willing to listen so to put it into non-violent communication terms you would have your observation so when we get up in the morning and your breath smells you then state your feeling so that makes me feel sad and then you essentially say because i like value hygiene and 
not having a stinky breath in my face in the morning or like whenever it is and then you have your request so would you be willing to clean your fucking teeth but you obviously don't say the f word because that might be seen as potentially violent or it definitely would um but if we're going to put it into proper terms what you say is your observation so when i see slash hear x i feel like y because i need z to happen would you be willing to a so look it up if you'd be interested i think if you're if you need to have an important conversation with someone definitely have a look at this kind of communication because like it is helpful but it is really hard because i don't think everyone wants to hear non-violent communication because people just think it's a bit too formal and they'd rather you just get your point across the way that it wants to come off without you having to censor it so as good as it is not everyone's actually ready to hear it so it might be worth introducing someone to the idea or just going for it anyway and, and just telling them that their breath stanks um because that is always an option for you. Obviously, I don't want to give too much um, away from the book. So I'm going to just run through a couple other things. And then that should be enough for you to decide if you think it's worth giving it a go, right? A couple more things. So he talks about starting a relationship. Now, when I was um, talking with Sinead and in Sinead's book, um, she talks about that sort of being drunk in love. And that's like that chemistry with someone where all you want to do is shag them all the time and be with them. So that is what we're going to refer to as chemistry. And then there's compatibility, where you've got like a deep emotional connection, You're like you work well together as a team. And he talked about compatibility and chemistry um, not always balancing out in the best way, like a lot of um, sort of relationships that fail are really sort of high on either one of those, and it's not a good mix. Um, so he says when you go into a relationship sort of be mindful when you do feel that sort of like drunken love and just just make sure you're compatible as well just so you're not like upset in a year when it comes like crashing down if it does as with all things about dating he talks about getting to know yourself first so like date yourself first and get to know yourself he he sent one of the people that he was talking to sent them away and was just like just stop stop communicating with women you're not ready go and go and get to like know yourself and, and know what you want now it's a really interesting sort of topic what people want because often people don't actually know and it's a weird concept that like do you have to want just one thing like when when people ask me what i want regardless of the scenario i always am like i just don't know that might be like a, a negative thing but for me I don't mind that because if I was just to have one thing that I want like am I limiting myself then to all the sort of countless possibilities of things that could happen it's an interesting thought and that's that's the way that I work but I mean if I was going to do everything properly I probably would be able to tell everyone what I want but you know nobody's perfect we're working on it I hope you don't think I'm remotely perfect because your boy's far from it but um yeah it's a, it's a very interesting concept like getting to know yourself first before you can date and it's like the whole sort of cliche of like love yourself first like you do definitely have to and i think 
the more you do things like on your own or the more you sort of meditate and you sit with yourself like the better you will get to know yourself and and what you want will sort of formulate and it will be easier to sort of answer those questions it's definitely something that i'm finding um like it's like when you get to know a new person when you first meet them you're like oh you're right Matt, how's it going and then maybe you meet them a few more times you become better friends with them and you're like oh how are you feeling like what's going on with this part of your life how are you feeling about these specific things the questions get deeper and deeper the more you sort of get to know someone and people don't often spend enough time getting to know themselves so they're essentially whenever they check in with themselves the question they're asking is oh all right mate how's it going and then your head's instantly just like yeah i'm all right mate sweet let's just get on with it and then you just go in autopilot again but when you actually sit and like right how are we feeling about this specific things what 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 am i wanting today what do i want tomorrow how am i feeling about yesterday those kind of questions are the deeper questions that you need to start answering yourself and they're even still quite surface level so i can agree with mr mark manson although i think everyone kind of knows you just got to get to know yourself first sometimes with these kind of books it is good to just get that reminder and get that sort of um refresher now there is actually one more thing that i just thought was really prominent um in this book and by the way i've touched on about five things five or six things today there is probably at least 20 decent parts of this book that i could have gone through but obviously i don't want to ruin the whole thing for you if i don't want to ruin your listening experience to man like mark manson um but he says when you get to know someone new um it's always interesting for you to hear them speak about their ex because the way they speak about their ex says one a lot about that relationship and where it is now and two you kind of get to know what kind of person that person is like excusing times when someone's been a proper shitbag to someone and they're like yeah rightfully i actually just don't really like them at all but if they're just holding on to like bitter feelings or something like that it does say a lot about them as a person so it's always something to take note of or be interested in when it comes to sort of new relationships and hearing people speak about ex-partners ex-lovers all of that bollocks um not bollocks but you know all that stuff um that is that's going to be the end for me like i said i'm going to put a link to the audible free trial in there obviously if you've already got audible wait to your next credit if you want to use this or get some more credits or do literally do whatever you want um to get the audiobook but if you want to use my link i would appreciate it obviously as always please do follow on instagram it's at a need to read with the number two um you sign up to weekly emails that list is getting bigger and bigger by the day now which is good to see um that people are appreciating the not the time that it takes to come up with an email but just like actually just coming up with an email i like to think i provide something valuable in each one so if you'd like to sign up to the emails i'll chuck a link for that um in the description as well so thank you very much for listening i have one last thing before i let you go and that is the stoic thought of the week it's an interesting one from marcus aurelius and i think when we're talking about like people being hurt in previous relationships and stuff like that earlier in the episode i think this is a profound quote so choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed don't feel harmed and you haven't been it is our choice how we feel about a situation you've just got to essentially catch it when you start 
naming it and you then get to choose your attitude towards it so someone's done you wrong in the past oh no that's really really bad or have they done you a favor that you're not going to be with that person anymore because of the behavior that led you to not be together in terms of relationships now as you can tell those are my words not ryan holidays because i'm just starting to pick out stoic quotes um, that i'm coming across because i'm reading through some of the classic texts um, now very very slowly but I'm making my way through so yeah thank you very much for listening as i said all the links will be below this episode so take it easy everyone i'll be back soon with a guest episode